Landy awoke from a nightmare. He had been re-experiencing the traumas of being trapped high up in Filbert's tree. He couldn't wait to tell Nora Ratty of his adventure and went into her room to speak to her. That typewriting machine thing that sat on the desk was still there. Landy didn't talk to that any more. He had learnt that it was a machine and could only move if keys were touched. He had watched Mr. Jenkins typing stories on it. Once Mr. Jenkins had told him, One day I'm going to write about you. He wondered what he had meant. As he moved towards Nora's tank, the telephone rang, distracting him. Mr. Jenkins answered it, and although it was still dark, he got out of bed and washed and dressed. Landy followed him down the stairs and watched through the kitchen window where he liked to sit and observe the night as Mr. Jenkins got into his van and drove off into the darkness. I wonder where he's going at this time of night, thought Landy. It was not the first time since Landy had moved into his new home that the telephone had rung in the darkness and Mr. Jenkins had got dressed and driven off like that. On one or two occasions, Mr. Jenkins had returned with injured birds or a cat or a puppy which was nursed overnight. I wonder if he'll bring anything home this time, he thought to himself. He sat in the window, waiting patiently, as only cats do, to await the return of Mr. Jenkins. About one hour later, Landy saw the beams of the headlights coming back down the road. Mr. Jenkins got out of the van and came towards the house. He was carrying a wire basket, and there was something in it lying quite still. I wonder what is in that basket this time, thought Landy. Landy jumped down from his vantage point on the kitchen window sill and went to the front door to greet Mr. Jenkins. He was curious, as all cats are. The front door opened, and in walked Mr. Jenkins carrying the basket. What on earth is that awful smell? thought Landy. The smell or scent of whatever it was was not pleasing to his nostrils. Despite the smell, Landy's curiosity got the better of him. He just had to see what was in that basket. Mr. Jenkins had taken it into the living room, placed it on the floor, and had gone upstairs, no doubt to tell me he'd brought home. Landy peered into the basket. He was getting used to the smell now. It wasn't really. Inside, he could see a brown-coloured animal. At first he thought it was a puppy. Then the creature moved slightly and tried to wash. Landy felt that this creature, whatever it was, was now behaving like a kitten. I wonder just what it is, he thought. He looked again at the pathetic bundle that was obviously unwell. The tail that was attached to this animal was unlike anything he had ever seen, thin and whip-like. He knew the creature wasn't a rat, nor a ratty upstairs was a rat, and this certainly wasn't a rat. It wasn't a squirrel either, because Filbert's squirrel was smaller, and this animal had legs that were more like a puppy's. It certainly wasn't a hedgehog, because Dinsdale and his family all had spikes sticking out from their coats. More important to any animal was the fact that this one didn't smell the same as any of the animals Landy had ever come across. Mrs. Jenkins came into the room and looked into the basket. Oh, it's a little fox cub. Why, you poor little thing, she said, giving it a comforting stroke. So that's what it was. A fox. Morph had told Landy about foxes. 
there was a fox with a big bushy tail living in the fields nearby. For the rest of that night, the little fox cub, a vixen, lay very still. The only movement was her shallow breathing. Before coming home with the little cub that had been found lying by the side of the road, Mr. Jenkins had called at the vet's surgery, and the vet had given the little cub some injections. She was very ill indeed. Landy sensed, as animals do, that all was not well, respectful distance from the little vixen after he had satisfied his curiosity. Landy kept vigil with Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins through the night and early morning. He watched as Mrs. Jenkins gave the nearly lifeless little bundle drops of a fluid through a syringe. Daylight came, and after a good breakfast, Landy went out and over the fence into the garden of his friend Morph. Landy told Morph all about the little fox cub that had come into the house during the night, and how it didn't look like a kitten or a puppy, and didn't have a tail like the fox Morph had told him about. Let's go and see this fox cub then, said Morph. He raced off towards the fence, reaching the top of it in one giant spring. Landy followed, doing the same. A few months ago, neither of these beautiful cats would have been able to reach the top of the fence. Now, it was all too easy. Just like Filbert Squirrel had told Landy it would be. Once into Landy's garden, they ran straight up to the windows of the patio door. Landy pointed out to Morph the basket in which the young vixen cub was lying. She doesn't half smell funny, Landy told Morph. In fact, it was not very nice at first, he added. The two friends sat a while looking in through the patio doors. There was very little movement from the basket, but every little move there was was noted by the pair. I do hope she gets well, said Landy. Do you think she will be able to join us in the garden? I don't know, replied Morph. Besides, I thought you didn't like her smell. Oh, I suppose we'll get used to that, said Landy. They waited hoping for some sign that their new friend was going to get better. During the next couple of days, Landy and his friend Morph spent many hours watching the basket in which the little vixen cub lay. They even ventured into the room and went close to the basket to see for themselves if there was any improvement. The person in the white coat, who both Landy and Morph now knew was the vet, visited a couple of times and gave the little cub an injection. Landy noticed the smell from the fox was not as strong now, and it didn't seem to offend him so much as it did at first. Landy and Morph were lying in their favourite place, which was just inside the patio door, when a sudden movement inside the basket caught their eyes. What had been a lifeless shape until now rose unsteadily to her feet. A pointed nose popped over the top of the open wire basket. Two little eyes, that would have been normally very bright, but which at that moment were rather dull, squinted in the daylight. Landy and Morph looked at each other. Then, plucking up courage, they inched their way towards the basket to greet the newcomer to the house and garden. A noise that was something between a fit of laughter and a puppy's yapping came from this little fox cub. This stopped Landy and Morph in their tracks. They turned and bolted for the patio door and safety. "'What on earth was that?' asked Morph, much braver now that there was distance between him and the noise. Curiosity got the better of them both, and they inched their way back into the house and towards the basket. 
Again, the little fox cub called out her warning to what she thought might be enemies. The two cats hissed back. The noise brought Mrs. Jenkins into the room to see what was happening. When she saw the vixen trying to stand, she smiled. The time and patience had paid off. Vicky, the little fox cub, had survived and was going to get well. For a while, Landy and the others in the garden would have a new friend. As Vicky, the little fox cub, grew stronger, a new home had to be found for her. The basket in which she had arrived at the house was now too small for her. A large glass-fibre cage with double doors made of wire was brought into the living room of the house for her. This was to be her den for the rest of her stay. During Vicky's stay, Nora Ratty had to remain upstairs in her room. She missed her daily run around the living room, but Landy visited her daily to report on the progress of the latest visitor to the household. Nora's keen sense of smell had long ago told her that there was a stranger in the house, but unlike Landy, she was not offended by the scent of the young fox cub. Nora listened as patiently as ever, as Landy told her of how the little vixen had arrived as a lifeless bundle, but had now started to take notice of her surroundings. Mr Jenkins has brought that big cage from his van into the living room for her, Landy said. It's much bigger than the basket she was in, and she can now move about. Both Landy and Nora remembered how they had been brought to the house in the small basket. Now Nora had her large tank, and Landy had his own cat bed, and could sleep where he liked, or move about the house as he liked. I'm very lucky to live like this, both animals thought at the same time. Landy left Nora ratty and went downstairs. He stood by the patio door and waited patiently for Mrs Jenkins to open it for him. Once outside, Landy went off in search of Morph. He didn't have far to go because Morph was on his way to meet Landy. Morph asked Landy how the little fox cub was getting on, and Landy told him about the new den that she was now living in. This, said Morph, I must see. And together the two friends made their way back to Landy's garden and up to the patio doors. Sitting on the top step, they both peered into the house. They both stared very hard. One of the wire doors of the big cage was open. The blanket on which Vicky had been lying was still there. There was, however, no sign of the little fox cub. Oh, I do hope she's all right, said Landy. I wonder what's happened to her. Landy and Morph continued to stare through the patio window at the empty cage. Landy had seen empty cages before. Sometimes birds would be brought into the house in cages, and despite all the care that was possible, they would die and then the basket or cage would be empty then cleaned and disinfected, ready for use again. Landy was beginning to feel a little upset. He'd grown used to the scent of the young vixen and had got to like the silly laughing sound she made when she called out for something. He turned to Morph and was about to say something when there was a sudden thump on the pane of glass in the patio door. Both cats beat a hasty retreat and soon found themselves sitting on the top of the fence at the far end of the garden. Again, curiosity got the better of them, and they cautiously made their way back to the patio door. They regained their positions on the top step, and once again gazed inside and observed the empty cage. Suddenly, from behind the curtain, appeared the pointed nose and beady eyes of Vicky, 
As all three animals pressed up against the window pane, it was only the glass that separated them. All three drew back in surprise. Vicky gave one of her mischievous laughs and scurried off around the room. Landy and Morph looked at one another in surprise. The tiny little fox cub that only the other day was lying apparently lifeless in the little basket was now tearing around Landy's room as though she owned it. Landy felt very happy. It was nice to know that Vicky was alive and well and that the empty cage had not meant that, like the bird he'd once seen, she had died. For here she was, as large as life, running around his room. I wonder if she's going to come and play with us in the garden, thought Landy. And where will she live? Where will she sleep? Will there be enough room for Vicky and me? All these questions ran through Landy's mind as he and Morph watched in fascination as the little vixen scurried around the room, every now and then attacking her blanket that she'd pulled out of the cage. What would life hold for this little orphan cub? Only time would tell. But for now, she was alive and well, and Landy was glad about that. Vicky the little fox cub grew stronger every day. Landy, who often had a sleep on the settee during the day, was frequently woken up by the young fox cub grabbing his tail as she was allowed the freedom of the living room. Landy didn't mind the playful antics of the little vixen. If she hurt him at all, he would push her away with his now powerful paws, and she would get the message and move away, barking her funny little call that sounded as though she was laughing at him. Landy noticed that although he was allowed to sit on his master's or mistress's knee, the little fox cub wasn't. He also noticed that the little vixen, although groomed now and then, was not stroked or made a fuss of as he was. His worries as to where she would sleep, and if both would be allowed to sleep upstairs on the bed, he dispelled. Vicky was always shut in her cage at night, and only he was allowed to come and go as he pleased. Landy mentioned this to Nora Ratty, explaining that the only thing he'd seen Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins do with Vicky, besides grooming, feeding, and the odd little stroke, was to pull her blanket about for her to attack. Now Nora Ratty was a wise old rat, and she told Landy that this was Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins' way of not allowing Vicky to become too tame. Very soon she'll have to leave us, said Nora, and when she's well and strong enough, she will be returned to her natural way of life. She will have to hunt for herself, and by pulling her blanket, Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins hunt for her food. Landy listened wide Himself? Nora nodded her head. Yes, she will. And that is why she's not being stroked or made a fuss of. There are people who will kill her if she went up to them. Landy went downstairs into the kitchen to his feeding dish. It was full of food. Fancy having to go and find this for myself. True, he had caught a mouse once. Something had made him do it. He didn't want it for himself. He had been fed. He had taken it home to Mrs. Jenkins as a present. He wanted to show that he could help to provide things for the family just like everyone else. But you couldn't beat waking up to your food ready in the dish, could you? A number of weeks passed by, and Landy and his friend Morph had grown to like the little fox cub. She was stronger now, and was getting into all kinds of trouble. Landy wished so much that Vicky could be allowed out into the garden to play with him, but it was not to be. Then one morning he awoke to find Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins preparing the tilt, and as most cats do when they're in doubt, he washed himself. 
All of a sudden, Landy realised that all the fuss was not for him. It was Vicky that was going on a journey. The cage that had been Vicky's den for the past number of weeks was about to be carried out of the house and into the van. Landy looked at Vicky. She had grown big and strong now. Her tail that had been like a little whip when she had first arrived was now starting to get that bushy look about it. As if reading Landy's mind, Mr Jenkins turned to him and said, It's time for little Vicky to leave us now, Landy. She's well enough to start to learn to look after herself. Vicky was about to start on a journey to a wildlife unit in Somerset, where the caring staff would train her and prepare her to turn to a natural way of life in the wild, where she lived. Landy watched as the cage was carried out of the house and placed into the white van that was to take Vicky to a new life. Memories of his past came flooding back. For a moment he remembered the cruel man, his mother, his sister and his brothers. I'm glad I'm staying here, he thought to himself. This is my home. I'm very lucky. I've got Nora Ratty, Dinsdale Hedgehog, Filbert Squirrel and his friends. I do hope Vicky finds some friends in her new home. The house seemed very quiet without that funny noise that Vicky the little fox cub had made. Landy missed her. A number of days had now passed since Mr Jenkins had taken her to the wildlife sanctuary where she'd be taught to fend for herself before being returned to her natural way of life. He felt strangely lonely and went upstairs to the room where Nora Ratty lived. Nora was sleeping. She seems to sleep a lot these days, thought Landy to himself. Landy looked at Nora through the glass of the large tank that was her home. I wonder why Nora didn't go away after she had been made better, he thought. He tried to attract Nora Ratty by pressing his nose up against the front of the tank. Nora usually responded to him when he did this. Perhaps she's very tired, thought Landy. He often told Morph about Nora Ratty. She plays about at night while others sleep, he would tell him an expert on the habits of the Rat Kingdom. Once or twice, Landy and Morph had ventured upstairs together so that Landy could show off his friend to Nora. Nora stirred. She turned her head towards Landy, but didn't get up to greet him as she usually did. Landy noticed that Nora Ratty's eyes were not as bright and beady as they usually were, nor did her little nose twitch as it usually did. Her whiskers, that were usually bristling with activity, were quite still. Nora Ratty, lying as still as she was, reminded Landy of a smaller version of the little vixen when she had arrived in the house, a ball of lifeless fur. Landy knew that something was not right. Why hadn't Nora Ratty greeted him in her usual way? He went out of the room, leaving her to rest. Nora Ratty was over three years old, and that meant in her lifespan she was an old lady. When Landy returned later to Nora Ratty's room, the glass tank that had been her home was gone. There was no sign of Nora, and Landy searched the house looking for his kind little friend. That typewriter machete was still there, but there was no sign of Nora. His little friend who had welcomed him to his new home and let him tear up the tissue to make her bed was gone. What Landy didn't know was that his friend Nora Ratty had died peacefully of old age. He was to miss her very much.
Just when Landy had got used to having the house to himself for the first time since he'd found his new home, arrived. Landy was sitting, as he often did, looking belonging to Mr. Jenkins. A very tall man, dressed in a uniform similar to that that Mr. Jenkins wore, got out of the van and made his way to the door of the house. He was carrying a box with little holes in it. I wonder what's in that box, thought Landy. The tall man knocked on the door and Mr. Jenkins opened it. What have you got, tall man? Looking for a men went through to the living room as he craned his neck upwards, tried to look in the coffee table by the tall man. What's that? Or whoever was in that box. Lanny pushed his way in so that he could get a closer look at the box and try to identify the occupant. Come along, Landy, and have a look. It looks as though you have a new friend coming to stay with you. Landy jumped up onto the coffee table. Look. He could see nothing of the occupant, but there was something hiding on cloth that had been placed in the box. That something was moving and was about to reveal who or what. I know that scent. Who are you? Come on out! Slammed the box, an animal he used, revealed itself in the corner. Long nose with whiskers a twist. Head was black and the body long tail draped backwards from the end of the creature's body. Suddenly Landy remembered the scent. It's Nora Ratty, Landy. But no, it was not quite like Nora Ratty's. It was slightly longer. And this rat, because that's what the creature was, as Nora Ratty had been brown and white. In fact, Landy's new friend, black hooded rat. The large rat clambered out of the box facing Landy. Neither animal showed any sign of fear. Can you give him a home then? asked the tall man in the uniform. Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins looked at one another, then looked at Landy and his new friend. Well, of course we can, they both replied together. Good, said the tall man in the uniform. I knew you would. Landy and his new friend sat watching each other under the watchful eyes of the tall man in the uniform and Mr. Jenkins, while Mrs. Jenkins made them all a cup of tea. Jenkins brought into the room his great friend, Nora. The tank had been thoroughly cleaned and only needed to be wiped over before sawdust was put inside for the base of the new arrival's home. An empty tissue box was produced and placed in the tank. This was for the newcomer to hide away inside if and wanted privacy. A roll of toilet tissue was placed on the floor near the glass tank. Landy eyed it with wide eyes. Suddenly, he leapt from the table and pounced on the roll of tissue. It's soon tearing and shredding the paper into small pieces. The new rat looked on. This in times, thought Landy to himself. I used to do this for Nora Ratty. She liked me helping her to make her bed. Landy paused in his work to see if the newcomer was watching him or not. Up the tissue. The large rat was lifted gently by Mrs. Jenkins to home. He then set about inspecting his new surroundings not missing a single thing as he looked into every corner, his words bristling with interest. Landy had finished his work by now, and Mrs. Jenkins, having thanked him for his trouble, picked up the shredded tissue and placed it into the tank. The tall man in the uniform, Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins, and Landy watched as the black-hooded rat set about making a bed for himself from the tissue that Landy had torn up. Tissue piece by piece into the empty tissue box that was there to provide privacy for him. He was certainly making himself at home. What are you going to call him? asked the tall man in the uniform. Well, we'll have to think about that, 
replied Mr. Jenkins. Landy remembered how Dinsdale Hedgehog had told him that his own name was Landy and how much he had liked it. Mrs. Jenkins went into the kitchen to get some food from the bottom shelf of the cupboard for the new rat. As she straightened up from bending to reach the bottom shelf, she noticed a tin on one of the higher shelves. The label of the tin said, Ratatouille. Mrs. Jenkins smiled. She picked up the tin and took it with her into the living room. She showed the tin containing the Italian dish of vegetables to the tall man in the uniform and Mr. Jenkins. This is our new friend's name, she announced. Ratatouille. They all agreed that it was a very good name. Landy was pleased too. Landy's new friend, the black-hooded rat Ratatouille, who was called Ratty for short, soon settled into his new home. For Landy, it was just like old times. He enjoyed very much the task of tearing up the tissue paper that was used to make up the bed of this big, friendly rat. For some reason that Landy didn't understand, the glass tank in which Ratty lived was not put upstairs as it had been when Nora lived in it, but was left in the living room. Landy liked this because he could go over and sit by the tank and watch Ratty and talk to him without having to go upstairs. The truth was that Ratty was an older rat and had to have an eye kept on him. Landy, as usual, brought his friend Morph into the house to meet the new member of the household. Together they would sit or lie in front of the tank, watching with interest the antics of Ratty. He, for his part, seemed to enjoy their company and certainly displayed no fear of the two cats. He would often press his body right up against the glass front of the tank, standing on his hind legs, making himself as tall as possible. It was just like having their own personal TV set, with their very own television star act dust for them. The two friends enjoyed Ratty's show very much. Sometimes in the evenings, when Landy and Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins were watching television, Ratty would come out of his home and have a run around the room. Then he would join them on the settee. He, like Landy, enjoyed being stroked and liked behind his ears being given a rub. Landy was pleased that Ratty had come to live in this house. He missed Nora Ratty very much. I'm very lucky, he thought to himself. I have so many friends. There's Morph, Dinsdale Hedgehog, Filbert Squirrel, and now Ratty. Landy stretched out as he lay across the legs of Mrs. Jenkins. He fell into an untroubled sleep. Recently he'd been sleeping and staying indoors a lot more as the weather was much colder these days. Dinsdale Hedgehog had gone to sleep for the winter. Hibernation was what Mr. Jenkins had called it. Landy and Morph had watched Dinsdale grow fatter and fatter during the summer and early autumn. It's a wonder your little legs can stand your weight, Landy had said to Dinsdale. I need the reserves of fat to see me through the winter, Dinsdale had replied. You can't eat while you sleep, you know. Well, Dinsdale was sleeping now, and Landy was looking forward to the day when the much slimmer shape of the hedgehog would reappear in the garden.